Songezo Mapete on SAFM. I'm told I have a guest on the line. Libizola, hi. Bravi. Bravi, good evening. Okay. Bravi, how are you? About yourself, Sanghezo. No, fine, man. Thank you so much. Well, uh, my producer says I must refer to you as Bravi. I take my marching orders from my producer because I don't want in any way to get on her wrong side because I then don't have a show. So, Bravi, MD at Coca-Cola Beverages, South Africa. Good evening. Welcome to SAFM, sir. Welcome, sir. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. We're talking about how they have received the coveted status, you guys, Coca-Cola Beverages South Africa, of being a level one broad-based black economic empowerment contributor in a five-year journey of transformation and economic empowerment. Of course, the status comes with them having achieved an increase of 20% in black shareholding, of which all employees own 15.5%, spending more than $7 billion on preferential procurement with black-owned companies and contributing more than $25 million towards community development. Of course, you can come up with any argument on numbers and you can sort of use statistics to drive any point. At least from what I see, somebody has a vague understanding of triple BE and related spend and public benefit and public interest. This has all the hallmarks of a success story. So first things first, well done to you guys because level one BE contributor is a real deal for South Africa's transformation project, isn't it? Absolutely. It's it's quite an exciting result for for us as a team uh, to reflect our South Africanness and to proudly show that we at CCBSA were part of this country. You know, so just our our group vision is to refresh Africa every day and make uh, the continent a better place. This is but one example of living that purpose and living that mission. I have the MD of Coca-Cola Beverages South Africa, Mr. Velapi Rachifula. Let's call him Bravi because that's what I've been told, but I think it's also important just to make sure we keep it formal. Let's go back. Let's go back. Coca-Cola is a major global player. It's a multinational corporation in many respects, more powerful than many governments. It has to be. It's a company that's in excess of 100 years. It is available in every country. And from my last research, bar two, that is Korea and Cuba. And I don't know if things have changed in Cuba, given the diplomatic easing of tensions since. Either way, this is one brand that everybody in this country, everybody in this continent and just about in this world can recognize. It could quite easily just say our rules and that's it. But it has taken the appropriate approach here in South Africa to help build the nation. Can we just spend some time in having just a moment to recognize the fact that of all the excuses and money they could throw at the problem, they've decided to get on board and be part of the solutions of this country. This is a major win for for commerce in this country and also for our socioeconomic transformation, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we... We set ourselves uh, when we started the business in 2016 because we are quite a new business if you consider that we are an amalgamation of six entities that came together in 2016. And we said we wanted to be a high-performing organization 
that uh, is reflective of South Africa and also embraces and contributes to the solutions that the country requires. Uh, you know, everything that we do, it's towards that. How, when we appoint people, it's to try to ensure that we drive an inclusive uh, you know, agenda uh, so that we reflect South Africa. We try to make sure that we contribute to the communities meaningfully in which we operate one way or the other to ensure that we are reflective uh, of the society that gives us the license to trade. We're going to talk very shortly after the ad break, specifically on the shareholding that I understand to be 20% black shareholding, of which 15.5% is that of the employees. That's a major scoop for those especially who would understand the dynamics involved in being a shareholder. That as much as 15.5% is employee-based shareholding. It's a major one, but equally important how you direct your procurement, how you spend your money as Coca-Cola so that you can get services and goods from the community from which, as you have said, gives you the license to trade some seven billion on preferential procurement with black owned companies. I want to engage those two statistics certainly after this very short break. on SAFM. Mr. Velapira Chifula, MD of South Africa's favorite drink, Coca-Cola. Of course, he's the MD of Coca-Cola Beverages South Africa, talking to us about their recently being a level one BEE contributor in a five-year journey of transformation and economic empowerment. Let's delve into the word empowerment in the true sense. First, let's talk about the fact that employees at Coca-Cola Beverages South Africa, 15%, 15.5% of its shareholders are employees. Talk to us about the value of just that statistics for certainly those who might not get the significance of employees owning a stake in a company, Coca-Cola Beverages of companies. Bravi. Thank you, my brother. Uh, if you recall, uh, last year in May, we took the first step by uh, allocating 5% uh, with the support and the help of, of the shareholders that uh, 5% was given to employees. And this year, another 10% was given to uh, to employees, which uh, total is, like you say, 15.5. Uh, and the balance to make the 20% black, it's uh, by uh, two families or consortiums of uh, black South Africans that are engaged. Uh, you know, this is for us quite a meaningful. I'm, 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 I'm quite aware that... Uh, it's a bit difficult given the fact that our we are a, not a listed business uh, and therefore we don't publish our results. Uh, uh, so I don't want to talk much about the numbers, but it's quite it, it, it's it's quite meaningful. Uh, it's quite meaningful. In fact, uh, this week, Sonia, uh, so we are finalizing the process where the employees are appointing the second. Uh, representative to serve not only just as a trustee in the share scheme but to be a permanent to be a member of our main board for ccbsa so not only do they just represent in the fund 
that has got a seat in the board to help input and give direction to what, uh, uh, where the business should be going, what the business should be doing. Let's talk about, because I don't have enough time and I want to actually give you an opportunity to ventilate, and this is something close to my heart, being a procurement commentator and a partial writer and academic in that space. Preferential procurement, black-owned companies, $7 billion. $7 billion out of a total what expenditure budget potentially? Let's say uh, we, we spent over, over $11 billion in a, in a, you know, in what we procure. Uh, so it is quite a substantial. In fact, three years ago, Sengoso, we set ourselves a target that said we needed to achieve uh, 1.3 for three years. So uh, the target was almost uh, 3.9, and we exceeded the target by a big mile. And which for me is that it is not about this is the target it's about doing the right thing. And the way we went about doing it is that where we've got big suppliers, we engaged with them to work with them so that they can transform. Where we are not able to transform, we looked for other suppliers that could uh, fill that space. But our price number one was to transform the existing suppliers. Uh, where we had, uh, where we were importing we looked at opportunities to drive local procurement and therefore use the opportunity to bring uh, black, and in particular, black women uh, suppliers. It, it's been a lot of programs that we've put in. We've even put a program to develop small suppliers mm. so that mm. they can grow within and hopefully become major suppliers in future. Yeah, because that would have been my follow-up question. You know, that 7 billion rand mustn't just be seen as a, a figure and no more than that. There, there, there are a lot of structures, if you like, or um, processes that the buyer, you in this case, could put in place to demand, okay, we want an X amount of youth to participate, persons with disabilities, women to engage, and certain communities that are traditionally excluded because they operate outside of the main frames of economic activities. And for instance, some of this could be used into environmental sustain, environmentally sustainable procurement. So when you break this down, unfortunately, we don't have time. There's a lot of scope. But just Generally speaking, what is the philosophy of buying black at Coca-Cola? And more importantly, what is the philosophy of building? You don't want to be buying from the same person the same thing over an extended period of time because it means neither of you are growing. You're just getting what you can. But rather, you should be getting something for now. But in time, they should be able to, from the procurement, say, look, these are the added features we can have for slightly more. This is the value we could bring to you and for them not to just be reliant on you, but to your competitors, which is good in any event, but also elsewhere. Tell us about yeah. the philosophy of your purchase. By the way, prior to the COVID situation, every year we used to have a, a supplier development conference where we give opportunities for people to come and understand our requirements across the board. Uh, where and focusing in particular in manufacturing because it is easy to do service, you know, service support to procure services. But the key issue is to make sure that we procure manufacturing goods, manufactured goods, 
parts, equipment, engineering, all of that sort of stuff. And our issue, uh, our big thing, is to ensure that we identify people with potential, uh, with the right attitude, with the right skills level, so that we can build and partner with them uh, for them to grow. And we've got a number of examples that we can show in this regard. But also to make sure that we can work with our existing, where we've got big suppliers, so that we can help them transform and bring people that otherwise they would not be aware of or know of, so that we bring them to the party, so that they can partner and form. And it is not just partnership with somebody that's bringing a check. We would like to see people that run the, black people run the people. That's one of the reasons that I'm very proud. If you look at my executive team, for example, almost 80% of my executive directors are black. So it comes from understanding what is required to make sure that we can sustainably transform the business and the economy to ensure that we create an inclusive economy. Yeah, Agathama Samola right there, Flora Jiga right there, Mkuseli, Zigilili, Rakesh Rajbali, yeah, very well. You're doing well there, Bravi. Look, sir, we have to go. We don't have enough time. Lesejo will talk to you on the side, but I, I think this is a conversation worth having again and perhaps with a little bit more time and a little tailored, in particular when we talk about empowerment, economic empowerment and transformation. I think I we, we, we need this broken down and we need to have that preferential procurement question engaged because you've blown out of the water the myth that small suppliers cannot be developed by big business and that big business does in fact have obligations to the communities from which they get their license to operate and to grow. And I think we will certainly open up the platform for you to engage these topics because clearly you're doing it right and there are many who are not who could draw a leaf from your book, Bravi. That is Velapi Rachefula, Managing Director at Coca-Cola Beverages South Africa. Thanks for your time, sir. Thank you very much, my brother. Thank you. Certainly. After the ad break, final story for this, the first of two broadcasts on SAFM Viewpoint this week. What does it take to run a PSL club? Because some people might underestimate the cost that come with running a, a PSL club. Yeah, look, beyond the income that we receive from Premier Soccer League, I think uh, you need to have an extra 25 to 30 million rand to run a football club uh, the way it should be run. And if you don't have 30 million rand, it's quite difficult. Is that a season, Chairman? Per season, over about the PSL grants, etc. So basically, mm. you are looking at uh, a total budget of about 60 million rand to run a, a professional club. 6 to 7 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia.